It's Ryan Grant, Green Bay Packers, and I'd like to introduce the Packers podcast. I am very excited. I absolutely love the Packers. <laughs> yes, sir. With Packer People 12 and Big B. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. Social media fans, if they traded up to get Jordan Love. Carry the G. Packers legendary quarterback, Brett Hundley. MySpace and the Cheesehead TV comment. Okay, that, that's just stupid. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Your names are awesome, so everything else is good to go. But let's, uh, let's have fun talking about Packers stuff. Go Pack, go. What is going on, everybody? This is Joey of Underage Packers. I am, as always, joined by my co-host, Big B. Today, we have a special guest with us joining us to uh, preview the Falcons for Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, before we introduce them, we just like to, we always like to introduce their accolades, all their awards they've received over the years. So uh, this guy, he's the number one MMA fighter of 2020, according to USA Today. It ranked him in their top 10 show host of the past decade. And there's even a rumor out there that Jimmy Graham was named after him. Please welcome to the show, Jimmy Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I can tell you all those are not true, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is the host of Lombardi's Bar, or a co-host, and, of course, the Jamal Williams show on Game on Wisconsin. We're glad to have you on, Jimmy. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me on. This is awesome. I wish I had zero motivation to do things when I was younger like you guys, so I'm super impressed with all the stuff you guys do. I was eating Starburst in my mom's basement all the time, so what you guys would do is really impressive. Well, I, I can't say I don't do that, but yeah, yeah. we definitely <laughs> just met through Instagram or like, hey, let's do it, and uh, haven't, haven't slowed down, no, no breaks yet. Uh, obviously, we're going to be taking a look just at the both of the offenses and defenses for the Packers and Falcons. Uh, but first, let's take a quick look at the injury report. Uh, AJ Terrell was placed on the COVID-19 list, the reserve list, last week before the Bears game, along with their cornerback, Derek Huizenard, who I believe was placed on injured reserve. Uh, so another big day for Aaron Rodgers and hopefully Devontae Adams in Green Bay. Uh, their kicker, this is an interesting one right here, Young Hoku. Uh, he is facing a groin injury, and they are currently having tryouts for a kicker. On the Packers' side of things, Kenny Clark and Devontae Adams not looking good for now, especially um, going into ahead of the bye week, not looking good for them this week. So expect them to rest out another week. And finally, and this is where we'll start our, uh, our discussion, really, no return date yet for Josiah DeGuara. Uh, in the past few weeks, I was pretty surprised in week one at how much of a role he played in the offense and after that, we saw a lot of John Lovett, too. It really didn't seem like that role dis decreased. I know Big B's thought, so Big B, let, it, let us know how you think John Lovett has done replacing Josiah DeGuara so far. All right. Well, he did improve, all right? He has done a better job. At first, he absolutely sucked, and I hated him. Um, hope he was gone the next day. But he has done a pretty good job, all right? That's all I'll say. Done a pretty good job. I mean, how could you not like a guy with that hairstyle? I it mean, is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he did have a few missed blocks, but I think that hairstyle kind of redeems him there. Jimmy, what did, what did you think of uh, John Lovett replacing Josiah DeGuara in weeks two and three? Well, you saw they, they tried to put him out on that, that same wheel route that they had DeGuara do week one, which was kind mm -hmm. of cool to see that it didn't matter who was in, they'd still stick to the game plan, which kind of just goes to that next man up mentality Green Bay has, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. But with the talent of DeGuerre and hype behind him, it's going to be, it's going to be hard anytime anyone goes in. There's always going to be, I was talking with Jacob Westendorf about it yesterday with um, like Ty Summers coming in for Kirksey. 
Like if he'd missed a tackle, you'd be like, oh, Kirksey would have made it. But in reality, yeah. you don't really know if you would have. You just say that just because the starter's out. So um, it's tough because they're coming in and then people already kind of have that like, oh, he's not as good as a starter kind of thing. So I think he played well as, as well as you'd expect a backup going to the game to do. But I'm definitely excited for DeGuara coming back or DeGuara. One of these days I'll say it consistent, one consistent way. Hey, J- Jair Alexander has been here for the past three years, and I really just learned how to pronounce his name, so not alone <laughs> there. <laughs> but yeah, Lovett definitely did have a lot going against him just coming in, and really just I think I wasn't the only one that was surprised on how much DeGuar was used so early. Um, so we'll definitely see he missed quite a few blocks in week two, did a little bit better in week three, so we'll see. Uh, if he, he sticks with that playing time against Lana, or maybe Josiah does come on back for week four. So let's talk about the fact Packers offense to start this off. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Adams earlier, um, but with his absence in week three, we saw a lot of Al Lazard uh, coming in there against the Saints, did a great job. Uh, do you think we can expect more of that again this week, especially? I mean, we already know he's a great player, Al Lazard, but even more with. Again, Adams not looking good and also these cornerbacks being injured. So I think I might might dampen your guys' day a little bit, but um, Lazard was not at practice today and he's going to be on the injured list. So um, hopefully we get some more Alan Lazard on Monday, but uh, it's not looking too good, especially because I brought in another receiver now to the practice squad yesterday. And now with Lazard being out today, it just – it's a little nerve-wracking, honestly. I don't know. I think MVS is MVS can definitely step up, but then at that point, if we don't have Lazard, Devontae practiced today, but um, Kenny also practiced last week and still ended up missing the game, so that doesn't mean a whole lot right now. Um, hopefully, they're still in there Monday, but if Devontae and Lazard are out, it's going to be a huge day for Big B, your boy Jamal Williams, to step mm-hmm. up in the passing game. Malik Taylor's going to have to do something. Um, Darius Shepard was brought up. Maybe we even see some Reggie Bagleton at some point. But if Lazard and Devontae are out, we are paper thin at wide receiver. Yeah. And, I mean, even with Adams and Lazard, and I know a lot of fans would say uh, that we have no one but Adams. But I I thought they really – both of them did a great job in weeks one and two just going in there. I thought we had a a very strong wide receiver group. So it would definitely hurt uh, to have Lazard out. And then, like you said, having Jamal Williams in there in the passing game and also, uh, brings me to my next point. Do you think um, both of you guys? What do you think if you know if Allen and Lazard are out, or Adams and Lazard are out? Uh, do do they kind of resort a lot more to the running game? And what have you seen just watching the Bears go against Atlanta? What do you think we can do against them? Big B, I'll let you go first, man. This is your uh, this is your wheelhouse. Okay. I think Jamal Williams will go off, all right? Mm-hmm. My prediction well, is... you say that every week, so I don't know how much trust we can put in that. Okay, but <laughs> but my prediction this week is him to have over 100 yards and two touchdowns, which I think I say that every week as well. But I mean, last week it was 350 <laughs> yards, so oh, yeah, a little, <laughs> little more realistic there. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But, yeah, I think they're going to rely on the running game a lot more because they got, they got um, A.J. Dillon, who they haven't used, so he might be a, a more involved with the offense this week. So it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. When they it's try to be, stop one thing, they just hit him with another. I think they're definitely going to rely on their, pass, or their running game, excuse me, 
much more with Devontae and Lazard out that the one thing, and Jamal talked to it, a little shameless plug is Jamal talked about that on uh, the Jamal show on Tuesday with the Saints to where with, the, with Adams out, like they were able to pack, pack the box a lot more. <clears throat> Excuse me. You saw Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins come in and um, blitz off the edge a lot. He was seemed to always be around the line of scrimmage. And now if we have two receivers out, I, I'm pretty optimistic about Devontae very cautiously optimistic, but let's just say he is out. Is they're going to really key in on that run game and try to stop him, uh, especially because their run defense isn't that great. I know Chicago had over a hundred yards against, uh, against Atlanta. So the ability is definitely there. Uh, mm-hmm. But the good thing with the Packers and Matt LaFleur's genius self is when they try to stop one thing, they just hit him with another. Try to stop the run. Uh, Rogers will just do what Rogers does. Yeah, I think the run game has really been on and off the, uh, in the first three weeks it started off. I mean, we saw Aaron Jones had a pretty good game against Detroit, 175 rushing yards. Uh, so definitely if they see something in the Falcons' defense that it's easier to expose in the run game, I definitely see them uh, going more, relying more on Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon, of course. Uh, let's switch sides to the Falcons often. So they're also missing their star wide receiver, Julio Jones. But uh, they also have another fantastic wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, uh, coming up. So I think it will be really interesting. I, don't, I couldn't name any other Falcons wide receiver besides Ridley and Jones. So how, they, how Kevin Keen and Jair Alexander match up against them will be pretty interesting. Uh, and let's talk a little bit about Todd Gurley here. Uh, he hasn't impressed too much so far. 14 attempts, 80 yards, and one touchdown, even with the Falcons scoring, I believe, 40 points in the past two weeks. So do you think we should easily contain, again, uh, contain Gurley like the other teams have so far? Or uh, obviously we, we don't have the best run defense in the league. Do you think they plan a little bit more around Gurley, especially with uh, Julio missing, Jimmy? Yeah, I think absolutely. They're going to try to get uh, Gurley involved. And even with – even these last couple of weeks, they you still see them trying to get the run game going. Um, even though they have a killer wide receiver in Ridley, he's had over 100 yards each game this season, which is incredibly impressive. He's really making that third-year leap. Um, but I th- definitely think they're going to try to plan around Gurley, see if they can uh, channel his, what was it, 2018 Rams season, mm-hmm. see what they can do there. But this is a great opportunity for the the Packers to show – that we can stop the run. This is probably the worst run team we're going to face. I mm-hmm. I like the Lions run game with Johnson and Swift is, is dynamic and Peterson always seems to break one off against us. So I think this is the first, this is probably the least talented running back room we're facing this year. So it'll be, it'll be a good um, kind of boost me up game to stop the run and show what we can do. Yeah, like we you know, you can't be holding your breath every time you have to face a good running back. Uh, so definitely a lot on the line for Pettin would be a great game to prove himself. Uh, Big B, what do, you, what do you expect from Todd Gurley this week? Well, he's probably going to do what he did um, last week pretty much. I think, I think the run defense will contain him mm-hmm. better than we have, which is not hard to do. <laughs> But Low expectations there. Yeah. But yeah, Todd Gurley's still a stud, so uh Kamara is much more shifty than Gurley, which we obviously had a problem with last week. So that, that does give a little bit more of an advantage to the Packers defense, uh, which we'll talk about right now. So obviously just spent that whole time talking about the run defense. 
Secondary has not been too bad to start off. Um, we obviously are a little bit fearful of Calvin Ridley. Uh, but let's talk about Matt Ryan now. We faced another veteran quarterback last week in Drew Brees. He really did not seem too confident and definitely was not the same Drew Brees we faced in the past. So, so obviously Matt LaFleur was Ryan's uh, quarterback coach in 2016. So what do you guys think we can really expect from Matty Ice? Will he, obviously we think he's gonna, we're going to see a much more run involved Falcons, but do you think he is still better than Drew Brees and, uh, or is now better fall off uh, just like Drew Brees has past few years? What do you think, Big B? <sighs> Matty, guys. Um, I think he's definitely better right now than Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He can still air it out from the minimal times I've watched Falcons games this year. I've we all seen what Matt – Ryan can do it too with the Packers defense. So mm-hmm. yeah, still scared of him, but yeah, all I've seen whenever I'm watching the red zone, all I see of the Falcons is the team coming back. So I haven't seen too much of Matt Ryan. So I guess my question really would be, uh, do they really, how much do they put into um, planning against Matt Ryan versus just working on that tackling and run defense? What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, I think they're going to definitely have to worry about Matt Ryan. He was a future M- or a, he was a past MVP, MVP of the league. He's he has a lot of big playability at quarterback. Um, where Breeze, we didn't really have to worry about that too much last last game with Breeze. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's been talked about for a while now that he doesn't throw deep balls. Like every big play is going to be it's going to be a short pass, and their receiver is going to make it happen. Like yeah. that big touchdown from Kamara. That was just a little dump off. We just missed tackles, and it was a touchdown. Whereas with Matt Ryan, like he's going to take shots down the field. He's going to find open receivers and make, put it spot on um, mm-hmm. where it needs to be. So he's, like Big B said, he's burned us in the past. So it's definitely going to have to be – we have a little insight with Matt LaFleur being his quarterback coach, but at the same time, that was four seasons ago. And, yeah. Um, at the end of the day, talent's going to beat you. So hopefully uh, we can kind of contain it. He'll probably make a play here and there. He has too many weapons around him with Gurley and Ridley. And if Julio plays, obviously he's a huge threat. But it's going to be fun to watch uh, watch Matt Ryan or our, our linebackers again go against another veteran quarterback like they did last week. As long as we don't have uh, Casey Hayward and Micah Hyde missing, being burned out by Julio Jones, I feel a little bit more confident <laughs> against yeah. Matt Ryan. Ooh. Flipping over, we got uh, the Falcons defense, who they obviously, they pretty much took away uh, Mitch Trubisky's job, picking them off last week. And they have quite a few young stars. I remember in 2016, the year uh, they went to the Super Bowl, just below a 28-3 lead. Everybody was pretty shocked about how many young and fast talent they have. Deion Jones, Vic Beasley, Grady Jarrett, and even Keanu Neal, who I think is pretty underrated. Uh, so I guess... Who would your target be? Or who are you most scared of on the Falcons' defense, Big B? I would probably say Deion Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm not really scared of anybody on their defense, really, but Deion Jones is a freaking stud, all right? Mm-hmm. I really don't don't know more about him, but yeah, what do you, he's pretty good at his job. What do you think is going to be the easiest to expose out of the Falcons' defense? Well, the corners. Corners, yeah. Pretty injured. Uh, 
what what are your uh, answers to that, Jimmy? Yeah, so for the defensive side, Grady Jarrett in the middle, he's he's really solid, and I think if you can control him, um, that's going to open up a lot in the run game for Jones and Williams. And if AJ sees some time, sees some time on the field this year, or that sorry, this game, so Grady and he he's really good. Like people compared him and Kenny Clark a lot um, two seasons ago, even last season, and then Kenny Clark kind of separated himself a little bit. So he's just like a a level below Kenny Clark. So it's not like they have a slump in the middle of the field mm-hmm. or middle of the defensive line. And I think the easiest thing for us to expose is like Big B said, their secondary. It's already, it was not their strong suit going into the season. They already have people missing. Um, if Rogers wants to, he can pick them apart. It's just going to be what the Falcons defense tries to do. Uh, we've kind of faced it similarly with the Lions week two. Mm-hmm. They had their corners out, so they just really helped in the passing game, opened up our running game. If they're going to try to cue on the running game like the Saints did last week, we're going to beat them at the passing game. So it's really going to be – we're just going to beat them, beat the Falcons how they led us. So yeah. it kind of depends on what they're going to try to focus on. Yeah, I think I, – I guess I'm most scared of the explosive play potential they have. They have some big hitters in there, Vic Beasley, Keanu Neal, um, easiest to expose. I agree with both of you. Just those taking advantage of those uh, young corners and injured corners at that. Yeah. Uh, to end it off, we'll go around key matchups, and then we got one or two more questions and things to shout out. So, Big B and Jimmy, give us your key matchup of Falcons-Packers. What you got, Big B? Ah, you can go first. I'm trying to think. Um. <laughs> I got you. All right, so key matchup for this, I think – uh, MVS is going to be a big person I'm watching um, on whatever corner lines up on him with Lazard probably being out. That's going to fill him into the number two, maybe even the number one from last or from uh, for this game, depending on Adam's uh, health status. So it's going to be a big game for him to prove uh, what he can do. He's had a really solid season for us so far. Obviously we know he struggled with a couple drops week one. Um, he had that missed time jump week two. Last week he wasn't really too much of a um, too much involved in the game, but just with him on the field and his speed and Rogers showing that he'll throw him the ball is a threat enough for the defense. So yeah. I think this is going to be a big week for MVS to step up and uh, kind of be the next man up. We had a different one every week, and uh, I don't see why that'll change this week. I think it's his turn. Big B. Okay, mine is Jair Alexander and whoever he's lining up against because he did a. Pretty good job on Julio. Mm-hmm. Was it 2018, I think? Was it 18? Yeah. I, um, sure. 2018 did a, a pretty good job. I think he can kind of contain Ridley. Um, but I, um, Jair, I hope, would be on Julio Jones because – Yeah. I think I'm going to agree with you there just because uh, we got to limit those big plays right there, and that's how the Falcons – probably got a lead on both the Bears and the Cowboys. So if we can limit those big plays from both Lurdley and Jones, if you in place, then I think uh, we should have quite an advantage over the Falcons. Yeah, so, it's, I'm with nuts. That's a really good point by both of you guys too is mm-hmm. Jair's – if he's on Ridley, it'd be a big statement for him to be the first corner to keep him under 100 yards this season. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'd only want him to get close to 100 yards, but – uh, he's been killing it this year, so it's going to be a tough matchup for either King or Jair, whoever ends up being on Ridley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's end this off. We love to do this every week. 
go around and give us your favorite Packers Falcons memory. Ooh, my favorite Packers Falcons memory. You know, before we made we did this good, it could be good or bad, but let's keep it good this time just because there are some there are some bad ones out there. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna say any memory, it was gonna be Michael Vick kicking our butt in uh, the playoffs when we still had Brett Favre. I loved Michael Vick. Um, yeah. Oh, that's this is a good question. When is uh, it have to be when we played him in the playoffs um, yeah. <clears throat> in our Super Bowl year? That pick six from Tremont Williams to kind of seal the game. Like, that is by far – that moment still stands out to me every time because once that happened, I was like, oh, we have this game. It was right before halftime. It just kind of demoralized the Falcons uh, in their own stadium. They were the hot team coming into the playoffs. So, it, it, it's definitely that – that pick six in 2010 is always going to stand out to me. I think I have to agree with you there. The only other time – well, at least I can remember other than uh, Vic and uh, that Tremont pick was – uh, 2016 championship game. We did have a great game against them week eight of that 2016 season. And yeah. that probably would be my answer if we if we won that game. One day I, I was re-watching that game, and Big B was like, why are you watching a loss? But it was just so good. But yeah. I, I'd have to agree with Tremont. Big B, do you have anything different? Um, Yeah, it's the going back to that 2018 game. Because that was like Joe Philbin just taking over, throwing those two challenges that yep. should have been oh, overturned. Was weren't they both on like the first quarter as well? It was the first drive. First drive. First drive. <laughs> I love Joe. Joe Philbin got way too much hate, but I probably shouldn't have been a head coach for that long. Or at least glad we didn't hire him after his <laughs> session. So uh, to end it off, before we say our goodbyes, let's let's talk about what you're doing over at Game on Wisconsin. Obviously, you got Lombardi's Bar, but tell us about uh, the Goat Show, or also known as the Jamal Williams Show. Yeah, so <clears throat> the Jamal Williams. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He is the goat, man. He's the goat. Uh, he, uh, I got in touch with him through Luke. Um, I interviewed Luke a bit ago, and we kind of made a pretty strong connection there. He's a great guy, and. Uh, he hooked me up with Jamal, and one day I was talking, and we just kind of was talking with Luke, and he reached out to Jamal again and figured, like, he has a Christmas giveaway. We should try to do a show. I saw there were things with um, Alan Lazar started a show, mm-hmm. David Bakhtiari's weekly on a show, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers on the McAfee show. So we just wanted to kind of do, um, excuse me, my, our, our own version of that and raise money for his charity. So every Tuesday at 6 o'clock – uh, Jamal himself joins Jacob Westendorf and myself over at Game On Wisconsin. Um, all we have a GoFundMe and we have some pretty sweet prizes: um, a signed Jamal jersey, a signed Jamal picture, some uh, Game On hats, Lake from Brewery. I know you guys can't have it, but my one of my favorite breweries in Milwaukee they uh, <laughs> they donated a case of beer a week that we were r- raffling off for anyone twenty old, one older and plus. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a case of beer and then also Johnsonville brats or sausage right now just said they're going to give away a year's worth of sausage. Um, so, which is insane. And they're going to hat socks. We're working on some other, we have some other things coming up um, that we're going to be releasing in the next couple of weeks, but there's some big things behind the scene to kind of reward people that are donating to a great cause. So it's going to be good, man. We're going to raise a lot of money for these kids. And I, uh, I can't wait. 
yeah, Jamal is really entertaining, like just watching him. And I, I'm Big B is literally looks forward to this so much. He's literally in the <laughs> Chiefs Head TV Patreon Zoom in the chat and he's showing us the Jamal Williams yeah, he's telling I'll, us to I'll go I'll over. Yeah. <laughs> they might not like that too much, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Given the free promotion, Big B, what is your favorite part about Jamal Williams show? Jamal, Jamal Williams show. Well, seeing him every week because I just love that man so much. <laughs> I just, just cannot get enough of him. Um, I'm going to throw this in there too. I want that signed jersey. I will die for that signed jersey. This is like a request. You got to enter the raffle. I know. I was going to say, if it wasn't for charity, I, I'd pull some strings. But since it's for charity, I, that, that, that beats you out this time, Big B. I'll, put, I'll pull some <laughs> strings anyway and just get me one anyway. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. More than the, like, <laughs> paying more than it would cost to take a flight out to Wisconsin and get them all to sign your jerseys. Uh, Jimmy, thank you for hopping on. Uh, let's hope for a Packers win this Monday night. Make sure uh, you're heading over to our YouTube channel to watch all the content we're putting out on game day, as well as all the stuff they got going on at Game on Wisconsin. Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you later. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys.